This episode is brought to you by PayPal's Small Business Bootcamp Series. These are the yays of our lives. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfilment along the way. Hello, beautiful Yayberhood, back with another Yays of Our Lives episode with the ultimate bringer of Yay, our increasingly regular guest, Ange Foote, as many of you know her. If you haven't listened to us gas bag away before, there's plenty to catch up on as well as her very own episode where you can hear her amazing story. For this episode, we thought it's been really wonderful to be able to bring some escapism and some moments of yay to everyone, a little bit away from all the conversations about the pandemic and the protests and vaccinations and all the other heavy things that have been clogging up our news feeds. But this week, I thought it would be nice to actually spend some time shedding some light on the silent pandemic, which has been the struggles faced by healthcare and frontline workers, uh, which was actually sparked by a wonderful neighborhood member who sent a message that I will read out in this episode. So it's a little bit more serious than usual. But of course, then we finish up with plenty of gags and giggles when we get to neighborhood watch with some very uplifting stories there. And then of course, recommend with in between a call out for some nominations or nominations from you guys as we're doing a little neighborhood care package send out for any healthcare or frontline workers who you think deserve it and need it most. So a really nice, warm, fuzzy ending for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoy. And of course, as always, excuse our very random <laughs> tangential way of thinking. We always forget that we're recording, but I think that's why I've come to love these episodes so much. Welcome back to Yays of Our Lives. Been Belina. Oh, you're recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's me going through your quote book, scrambling to find a quote and be original. <laughs> we have no quote of the yay yet, guys, for this episode, but either one will come out during the episode along with all the other random stuff that comes out of our brains when we sit down together, <laughs> or it won't be because this is dedicated to the frontline workers and other healthcare workers who have been over the past 18 months to two years holding up our society in ways that anyone who doesn't have a family member or friend in one of those positions probably can't even fathom. And Ange has just herself come off four night shifts Ange is a physio, as you guys will know, because she's this is not her first time on the show. But Ange, tell us about your role at the moment, which isn't actually a physio role and has been on the front line. Yeah, so I feel like we say four as if it's this exuberant amount, even though nurses will do like tons back to back and the doctors will do so many. But I think it's just a, I think a pretty good deal for <laughs> It's your first time though. Yeah. It's your first ever night shifts fun fact i've never pulled an all-nighter so this was exhilarating but this is not a thing that physios would ever have to do but i guess that's the landscape of healthcare at the minute or the healthcare system is that everyone's having to chip in as much as they possibly can to make sure things are running smoothly so yeah the current role is not a physio related role but obviously it's within the hospital and essentially with the surge of covid patients becoming positive and more people in the community with coronavirus there's a lot more presenting to ED and presenting to the hospital. 
And essentially it's a um, role that doesn't exist or hasn't existed before, but it's to help patients get home safely and in a timely manner with enough support and follow-up at home that don't necessarily have to be admitted. So, for example, you might come to ED not feeling great, but the doctors have assessed you and feel like you're okay to be at home or you're okay to go home with a condition that enough follow-up support is organised. And so we're responsible for helping to liaise with the doctors to organise that and to organise how you can get out and also troubleshoot any things that could be flagged for you at home, for example. If you've got kids at home, people are pregnant, if there's some social issues at home that we can help support or if we flag that you might need some financial crisis payment and just provide a lot of education. So I guess it's just helping the system move a little bit more smoothly from ED to help offload the whole hospital system but also still make sure that patient care is paramount or kind of priority at the same time. So the new role I'm dealing with COVID positive patients in ED every day and it does include night shifts which is new for us as an allied health team but it's awesome you get an insight into what nursing life is like and so what doctors lives are like and what the hospital looks like and as a 24 7 service like the hospital doesn't close sick people will get sick and they'll still need to come but yeah it's really interesting to see how it's all evolved in a pandemic and how organisations have responded and how people have responded. And it seems like everyone's really proactive and working as a team rather than just trying to hold themselves up and get themselves through. Mm. Like this is very much to help the nurses in ED and the beds in ED and the hospital as a whole rather than just the physio department. It's not even physio related. So I put myself, I put my hand up and I pretend to do it. And, yeah, it's been really fun. It's been kind of I haven't had to deal with COVID-positive patients face-to-face as much yet, but this role is obviously face-to-face with COVID-positive patients. So it's also interesting to see how they present and what it looks like. Yeah, for your nerdy medical brain to actually understand <laughs> how things work. But it's re- <laughs> it's really interesting. You were explaining to me that this really came about because there are so many people presenting to emergency who probably don't need to be admitted all the way into the hospital, particularly at a time where those beds are you know, probably more needed than they ever have been. And this whole idea was sparked from a message from someone in the neighbourhood, Shanae Northey, who is a nurse who's working as a frontline worker in emergency. She's working at one of the three designated COVID hospitals and it sent the loveliest message just saying how CCA has been a really lovely place of escapism to just have a little bit of joy, but it's also been really isolating for frontline workers just to feel alone and to not hear from other healthcare workers and know that they're all going through the relentless work that they've been going through. And I just thought, you know, I have really tried to create a, a space where you don't have to think about the pandemic and you can get lost in conversations. But I also thought it, it, she was so right. It would be really nice to just dedicate an episode to reminding everyone that there are people working overnight and 24 hours, you know, the hospitals do have to stay open and the challenges are enormous. Like even in your role, Bim, you've been wearing full PPE and like not being able to breathe while you're working and imagining the nurses who are doing that for, you know, 12 hours at a time or longer. It's just interesting to just take a minute and stop and think about what has actually been happening. Like we're all having a really hard time in lockdown and, of course, it's all relative and everyone's having challenges in their own way, but you just can't imagine what people on the front line have actually been going through. So thank you so much, Sinead, for the message. I think 
I've had I have so much respect for nurses. I think before the pandemic, when I even ever had to do anything with nurses as a student, even so, I was like, I was always like, I just could never do your job because it's so hard. But I think sometimes it's about personal care and things like that, and sometimes that's what draws people off it. But I look at how much nurses work, and it's in like it's insane how much they do without complaint. Just they have so much patience for us as healthcare, the healthcare team, and also patients and their families. And they're just always on night. They go through the 24-hour, you know, cycle of night night work and then morning and then afternoon shifts and not they don't they just don't complain. They just do it and they just know that it needs to get done. And I think the resilience of nurses are the probably the most inspiring out of everyone. But nurses, you know, everyone's wearing full PPE at the minute pretty much. Probably, you probably wouldn't be seeing a hospital system at the minute with, without full PPE just because that's, the, that's just what it looks like at the minute. That's how we can protect ourselves to then continue to care for you and the community and people that come in because, you know, we had the big outbreak. Well, it, it wasn't massive, but it, was, it had a big impact on Royal Melbourne recently where we had about 450 staff furloughed because of it a few patients that we had positive and that's pretty much why we're in full PPE now it just protects us yeah I just couldn't I could never be one because what they do is just I could never do it I don't think I have the patience or the mental willpower to continue and I, that's not to say that nurses mental health though the greatest at the minute I think they're really overworked and it's really hard to find refuge at the minute not just for nurses but I've spoken to my mm. some of my friends who are an ICU one's an ICU doctor and even she was saying that doctors are feeling it too in terms of the stuff that you would normally do like get out go for a walk be active see your friends that would normally balance out life being so quite stressful we can't do so more feeling like it's a cumulative effect of feeling this type of compounding like inability to have a balanced work and life life situation so it's it's, yeah, it's really tricky, um, but everyone's been so good. Like you go into the hospital and everyone's so supportive of each other. Like I said in the last time I went on, when the physio department had to, had to be furloughed, everyone came together and did that buddy system to make sure care packages were sent out. And yeah. within the hospital, everyone is so supportive of each other that, it's yeah, it's a really nice environment. Like we're here as physios and OTs down ED doing a very social work-y kind of role. And then, you know, everyone's just sacrificing a bit of time here and there to help other wards out or other teams out just to make sure that everyone is able to just take breaks or whatever it is. It's a very, very big team effort at the minute. Yeah, that's where we are today. (laughs) Shanae actually kind of called it out as a bit of a silent pandemic in itself, just the challenges that frontline workers and healthcare workers and everyone else who's working in that environment is really facing at the moment. And I just thought it was really nice that she wanted to reach out to other people in other hospitals or in other situations to say you're not alone and, you know, the majority of time people do really want a break from hearing about the pandemic, but then they also do want to feel heard and they also want to do feel like people who aren't going through the exact same thing know what they're going through. So she sent this, I asked her once I decided we were going to do an episode on it, if she wanted to contribute anything. And I thought I'd just read out her message, which was so sweet. 
She just said, I'd love to reiterate how much every single one of us doing this work is there because we love doing it and we care so much for the community and people. I honestly believe healthcare workers and frontliners are all put on this earth to have our hands in there helping each other to stay afloat. I wouldn't be who I am without the lessons I've learned in this job. All we wish for in return is a little understanding, respect and compassion for the difficulties we face because that can go such a long way. Also, I think it's so important that regardless of what is going on, people need to know we are going to treat every single human with the same level of care and the same good intentions. No matter your walk of life, your life decisions, your views on world problems and your history, we are there to hold your hand when you're scared and reassure you that we'll do anything in our power to keep you well. And lastly, which is relevant to what you were saying and pretty much why this new role has been created for you, Please save emergencies for proper emergencies. We're drowning and burnt out and understaffed and we only have so much agility and resilience to bring to the table. And we need to give our GPs and nurse on call services the credit they deserve. They're amazing and can prevent so many presentations which at the end of the day can save a life, allowing us to prioritise and see those who really, really need it as soon as possible. So I thought that was really nice of her to just, like for me to even understand what, she might be feeling and what her colleagues might be feeling and what obviously people in the neighborhood might be feeling I thought was really nice and I also thought based on your buddy system that you mentioned so being furloughed means that you everyone who was exposed had to go home right and they couldn't work on the floors anymore and they were basically in quarantine and Andrew's hospital set up like a buddy yeah. system where you would all check on each other so I, I actually another doctor, another medical worker, a doctor, Dana, who I've mentioned quite a few times, who runs Junior Doctors Corner, which we'll hear from next week. She ran a neighborhood gift exchange in the CCA Facebook group just to get regular neighborhood people through the pandemic by pairing up strangers to send little gifts like Kris Kringle to each other, which we just sent off all our gifts last week. And it was the loveliest exchange and just community connection. So I thought maybe we could do one for any healthcare workers or nurses or doctors or anyone working in hospitals yeah. in the neighborhood. I genuinely think people underestimate how these small gifts really make our days, particularly a nurse, to feel appreciated by a member of the community is a really big deal. I think like even when a patient tells me how grateful they are that I've just been with them, it really makes your day and your week and it reminds you of why you do the job. You know, it's hard sometimes when you look into the community and people are really liberal with how they take some of the restrictions, which is, I get it, it's really hard. Like even me, I'm finding it hard. Everyone's got a bit of lockdown fatigue and, you know, people are protesting and they're protesting for things they're really passionate about. And, yeah, it's it's really hard to watch sometimes because you know that these things are just going to present or it's going to have adverse effects. But at the same time, we don't discriminate on who we treat. The job that we sign up for and the job that we agree to do and the job that we're passionate about is to treat everyone that walks through that door with the same amount of patient-centred care and respect and and passion that we would anyone despite why you've come in and how you've come in. So it's just hard to watch sometimes knowing that we're working really, really hard around the clock to keep ourselves protected and also the like our families protected because obviously working with COVID-positive patients, you're thinking about the implication of the family or the people that you live with or your friends if you were to contract it through work, through having to work face-to-face -face with these people. And that's why there's so much PPE is to protect us as much as possible to then protect our families and things like that as well. But yeah, we don't discriminate who we who treat when we walk through the door. So sometimes it's hard to watch. A doctor I know have said, has said the same thing. I think the reflection is pretty 
common throughout the whole of the healthcare system is that everyone's it's a little bit frustrating sometimes when you see big masses of people kind of flaunting rules because they can or mm. because they feel like they can without realizing the effects that it may have on the hospital system and others kind of mm. that are just trying really hard to keep it at bay. Yeah, I think support from the community goes much further than people think that it does. Even just a simple message to say thanks is really, a, it, it leaves a really lasting impact because you can say thanks to each other within the healthcare system. And that's really great. But to hear it from the outside, to hear it from the community, mm. just it holds differently. It just you finally feel, I think, appreciated by people that aren't in the job, which makes it even more special. So, yeah, I think the gift idea is really, really cute. Like I, I we actually have your quote book in our um, Gen Med office at, in the physio department. And Do I, you? I, yeah, it just sits there. I'll take a, I'll take a photo of it. And Roan sees the A ambassador number one. <laughs> I'll invoice, you should get a commission on all the flip books. I'll invoice you later. All the, all the free flip friends books and family that discount <laughs> that I make my commission on. You're at a loss for doing it that way. <laughs> but no, it's just and but love least- it. It's such a small like, token of appreciation, but it's just like such a nice little thing. Well, I would love to send some of them out. Like I was thinking that you know, maybe anyone who's listening who has, who is a healthcare worker or who has someone in their family, one of the things that sometimes is difficult is like pairing people who really want to help or who want to put together, like Dana was saying, put together a little care package, but they don't know who to send it to or, and like, you can't send on mass. Like, it's really lovely when people nominate people who they know are having a really hard time, who would never ask and who, it's not about like getting stuff. It's just who would love the gesture of, like something nice or someone reaching out to, to care for them. And uh, I think if anyone's listening and you can think of anyone who you know who's really been doing it tough, who could use a little quote book or a face mask or, you know, I, I, we've been putting together gift packs for ages and I haven't sent one out in a while. So I'd love to send some out to targeted people who have lovely stories. So just send us a DM or an email or put it in the Facebook group um, with your nominations because I'd love to send out. That would be so cute. Nominations would be really cute then. And then what you could also do is you could write a really big card. And I think what you should also do is um, (laughs) like give them $100 each and maybe a car. Yes. And maybe a vehicle. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) You heard it here first, guys. I'm asking for us, guys. Don't you worry. Did you also say nominations? Because if you did, that's amazing. I didn't, but let's pretend that I did. Oh, I totally heard nominations. Because like Photoshop's a thing, isn't it? You can Photoshop this. I can Photoshop your entire. Yeah, I can deep fake this whole episode, guys. Andrew's not even here. This is just <laughs> me can, talking to myself with an Andrew face audio. filter. Duh. <laughs> Another neighborhood watch um, account that I spotted while I was thinking about this issue a lot more. And I think it was Liv, Olivia Molly Rogers, who's also a past CZA guest, who did, was in our first live show and is just such an amazing woman and has since announced the release of her book, which I'll talk all about later. But I think Liv shared this page, Nurse Moroan, who's created this movement. It's a hashtag, Voice for Victorian Nurses. And I've only just started following her because I only saw the post a couple of days ago. But she's also been very passionately 
like singing the the cause and being a voice for all the nurses who haven't really got a voice or who haven't been being seen or heard by everyone in the community. So go and have a look at her page. I'll share um, a link to her page in the show notes. She's fascinating in herself. She's a mental health advocate, but has also had a prophylactic mastectomy. Like she's got a really interesting story as well. Wow. Yeah, as well as a very informative. Like it's look, it's really bright and colorful. And I'm looking at like I can see. It's really. I got like I see is one. As if you can see it. (laughs) She's a pixel. So just look for a pixel out in the community. (laughs) But she's really been amplifying nurses' voices as well. And she shared a couple of articles from the media as well about it. So I think that's a really great educational platform. And I'm sure there's so many more. So anyone share them and I'll reshare them on the CZA page. I think it's really important to shout out the heroes of the of the pandemic maybe you could give some anonymous gifts to some of the voice for voices posts sliding to their what? dms some of the ver- 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 what did you say? <laughs> nurse of voices for nurses voices i think you said voice for voices. i did <laughs> <laughs> like whose voices voice for nurses for voices for voices voices nurses. you mean like a choir yeah the or? nurses nurses voice voice nurse voice also (laughs) this is the way our brains work so we're having a serious conversation about you know the frontline workers and I named this chat and only if you've listened to our past couple of episodes will you understand this I named this conversation Bimbi (laughs) Fudu and Angie's <laughs> name, she named herself in the conversation, Aisukuri Mifuru. <laughs> I only just noticed it then. <laughs> this joke is so ongoing. It's never going to get old. It's, it's just never funny. not funny. But no one even, do you know what though? I got a couple of messages last time from people who were like, who have studied Japanese and understood why it was just so hilarious to us. I was like, yes, someone gets it. You know, if, if anyone's wanting katakana lessons, I'm offering my services. <laughs> I've got a creative agency, voice for voices. Yeah, yeah. Nurses voice, voice, nurse, nurse voice. <laughs> Just follow my page at voice nurse, voice, voice, nurse, nurse. Voice underscore, underscore, nurse. underscore. Because <laughs> I wasn't the first one, so I had to have <laughs> <Yeah>. an underscore. <laughs> I wasn't the second or third either. That's why there's six underscores. Um, <laughs> what I was trying to say was you should go through the hashtag nurse, voice, voice, nurse and see and then do some anonymous gifting. That's a great idea. Oh, Except oh, now oh. I don't know the hashtag. Oh, you can you can shout them out in some episodes. I think. Oh wait, hold on. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What what is the actual hashtag? <laughs> this is your this voice. Is nurse. Your voice. Voice. Nurse. Nurse. Hashtag nurse. Is it voice for nurses? Voice for nurses. Voices for nurses. Is that actually what it is? Mm, I've just written voice. Voice. Nurse. Nurse. I'm voice at for nurses. Page. She's on. It's on there. I've got, yeah, California, A&A. Okay, that's not the right one. You're meant to be the well-researched person. Yeah, but you just told me the hashtag is voice nurse, voice, voice nurse. No, you still said it wrong. I just wrote voice for noises. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all fart noises. You are all fart noises. Voice for nurses, good one, Jim. Oh, there we go. Wait, voice for nurses is only got... 105 posts. I don't think that's the right one. Bim, you're the one that brought this up. No, you 
This recording is proof that you just brought this up. <laughs> you just said you should do the no, hashtag. No, no, okay, we'll figure. What is the hashtag? Well, I don't know. This is your story. Are you kidding? Oh, my goodness. Let's, <laughs> let's just backtrack about five minutes. There's, you said there's Olivia um, Rogers shared an amazing page from a lady. Oh, that's a that's an account though. Yeah, yeah, but she. Would oh, have that I should. Okay, yeah, oh, my sorry. Okay, me. I get it now. Here first, guys. <laughs> this is literally our friendship. Voice for Victorian ah, nurses. Ah, I thought it was voice voice nurse nurse Victorian nurse voice. <laughs> noise voice. <laughs> also, I got too keen to start this episode and just totally miss the fact that the main neighborhood watch very exciting event is that the demons broke their 57 year drought and it was the most exciting grand final that I've watched in a really long time what a game I know I was and was on her (laughs) night shift and we were texting like basically facetiming her the screen so she could keep up I literally was already like there for a 10 hour work a night shift and I decided that I'd get there two hours earlier so I was there for way longer than it needed to be so that I could watch it in the foyer of the waiting room when nobody was. And it was so close until half time. And I was like, this is going to be a great game. And then I went up to do handover for like five minutes and Sarah was like, they're up at 67 points or whatever it was. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell? But it was like I wanted a close game, but I wanted so much for Melbourne to win just because it was such a – I think lockdown has been, you know, not – it's been hard, but it's been a that ha- would probably would rejoice so many people. Just like a oh, little this little flicker of happiness, yeah. Even yeah. for non Melbourne supporters, I think it's just been such a good vibe. It's such a wholesome thing, and it was so good that similar to the Olympics, like it's not the grand final that everyone wanted, or that you know, obviously not at the MCG is not the same, and. I, my brother, what I mean, you know, I've seen him burst into tears maybe three times. And one was when we realized that we were enough goals up at three quarter time or at in the fourth quarter, sorry, that it was like they couldn't come back. And he just lost it, like bawling his eyes out. So thinking about people like him who have been following even through the really hard times when we were just at the bottom of the ladder, which was like only two years ago, you know, knowing that he couldn't go and watch it, I think was really sad. But the fact that they went ahead and still did it and, like, gave that to everyone in lockdown, it was just, like, and Gorney's speech when he was talking about Neil Danaher and even, like, Troy Broadbridge and Jim Steins and I shared a photo. Someone drove up to Dublin Hills and laid the demon scarf from his oh. when he was playing, the year that Jim Steins was playing, and put it on his headstone for the grand final and there's this really beautiful picture of it. Oh, oh my God. I'm so crying. many feelings. It. it was so you, beautiful. You'd love this. Like as much as the hospital is obviously, you know, a pretty intense minute, time at the minute, PPE, everyone looks like they're in an apocalypse. People just remain so positive. Like it's just great. Like, the you know, the physio office was still buzzing that it was grand final week and, you know, celebrating the scarves around. And even, you'd love this, the meals team for grand final day made like a meal where it was like meat pies, but that was like, and they had like adaptable versions for people with obviously swallowing and needing different textures and things like that. But they still celebrated and everyone had like, like I think it was, I think oh they did pies gosh. and then they did, I think they did coffees or something like that. But they did something like really grand final related so people could still Really feel footy. Yeah, like so the patients oh. there could still feel the sense of like 
direction with things going and happening. I mean, that's been one of the awesome things is that we like the hospital hasn't tried to close the patients from everything else happening in the world. Like for Father's Day, they gave like Father's Day theme like cookies or something like that, but they just try to keep it still fun and somewhat festive and in a, you know, not the greatest time, especially when you're hospital. Hospital is already a scary place to come because it means that you're mm. not well. So like to still yeah. have a sense of happiness and excitement and celebration is a really a thing that people probably don't think the hospital is still doing. They probably think it's a really morbid place to go and it's just like stress, 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 stress everywhere. But it's still a really like positive and celebratory place. It's really cute to also see all the ways that people are working to try to make it still festive, like these meals. It's so cute. When I when I, I read love that they did pies. Email, That's the best. Yeah, it was so cute. Are you kidding? so cute I think like people laugh about when people say like AFL is such a connector and like you know like it's such a it's a cause for uniting over humanity but sport is it is such a connector like the whole nation except for obviously the rugby like rugby focused states but even them I think everyone was like so they pause I mean there's a bloody public holiday for the grand final like (laughs) just brought so many people joy to just see yeah I just loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much. It was so happy. And it like was... to see my brother crying. Oh my God. It was hilarious. He literally, <laughs> he was, you know what he's like when he cries. He doesn't like, there's not just like a stray tear. It's like he either shows no emotion for 10 years or it's like shoulders shaking. Like, <laughs> we do deserve it so much. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, oh, I what do I do? <laughs> so oh, cute. He's such a good boy. <laughs> ben, we didn't finish our voice for Victorian Nurses Initiative. Oh, at the minute, yes, okay. No... I think we should do anonymous. Yes, yeah, so at the minute, there's, the I don't think there's any posts of it, like for that particular hashtag. For that particular, oh, I think actually people probably have used it for their own private. But perhaps we can just you can just keep checking that and then shout out some nurses that are using that and or get people to send in some nominations for gifts. I think it's a really cute idea. And that way you can... Yeah, that's a great idea. They don't feel as forgotten. Because, you know, like last weekend it was stressful. We we were told not to go out in uniform in fear of being, like, (gasps) attacked because there was so much, like, violence out there and so much angst towards the healthcare system that it was, like, dangerous for us to go out in uniform. Which is, you don't ever go into healthcare thinking, like, yeah, I'm going to be respected because I help people you don't go and be like respect mm. me but you go and being like oh surely you'd never be a hated part of society mm. yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like yeah. don't wear uniform because you might be attacked it's just like you're just like what is what is happening yeah like people are you can't fathom yeah but it's, it's, at the same time it's really hard to be angry at people other people for that because everyone's fighting their own battle here like everyone's got something that they're really fighting for and passionate about and it's just such strange times that you kind of have to be really contextual and really compassionate and really I guess sympathetic as much as you possibly can even though you probably in your mind know that it's probably wasn't the smartest idea or you know it's for you personally it's hard to understand why people are doing these things but yeah everyone's I think got a lot of built up anger and frustration and you know we see people that come in and like for example a, there could be a positive COVID patient but a single dad 
who works in the construction industry with three kids at home. You know, there's stories like that. So you kind of understand Mm. why it gets hard for some people and it's hard to understand other people's industries and other people's lifestyles without really being in it. So, but yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't excuse behaviour that is um, attacking to to innocent people, but we can't really devalue other people's feelings and the things that they're going through as well. Because this is a stressful time for everyone as well. Um, yeah, not just... The other thing I wanted to point out is that the frontline workers are so many people, like the clerical staff that help the system and the hospitals run. It was so much PPE now, the clinical assistants the theatre technicians, like they're helping getting patients out. Like there's so many people that are involved behind the scenes to get the, the wheels turning and everything safe and running that I think it's nice to shout out the people that aren't necessarily normally thought about or recognised as frontline workers. For example, without the amazing clinical assistants and the staff, like we're in constant rotation of needing to don and doff PPE and it needs to be like um, discarded in the appropriate way, in you no know, waste bins and things like that. So there's this constant cycle of us doffing and having to go somewhere and then we kind of doff leave but then forget about it and like some that's someone else's job. But the job is as equally as important as it, as ours or anyone else's is because without them it's not happening. So, yeah, so many people involved behind the scenes that not just the ones that we know about in terms of nurses and doctors and, you know, allied health. There's so many amazing people behind the scenes even the people in the kitchens making the food for the patients making sure everyone's safe we have ppe spotters where it's literally people designated to watch you put on ppe to make sure that it's right yeah so you can actually like you can at times page a ppe spotter to come and watch you don and doff to make sure that you are going in there completely like sealed and then coming out taking it because there's a you have to don and doff in a like a real particular way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is doff <laughs> take like take off <laughs> I was like what did she laugh what did, I, what did I say piffany again is that what she's laughing <laughs> did you have one piffany or two piffanies <laughs> yeah, what is doff and- I've never heard that before yeah, is that like the opposite of donning yeah donning and doffing oh my god yeah how weird is it when a particular situation arises in society where we all just learn this like random word that we never knew was a thing? Like we all know don your clothes, but doff what? Yeah, legit, it's a word. <laughs> I like. Well, I think was we say it so much. I was like so immune to it, but I realized that obviously it's not something you say on a normal day or basis. <laughs> but I don't just think... doff your jacket when you yeah, come I... inside, please. Well, no, it's legit though, and make you know you so <laughs> Yeah, like I... <laughs> doffed shoes, you know. You should have seen my face. Obviously, I'm so glad no one can see my face, but Angie's like having this really serious reflection and I'm just like, did she just say doff? You know, that, what does that mean? You were like that meme of that guy who's like holding his lips together, but his cheeks are like about to burst because he's trying to hold in his The lips. Harry Potter one where it's like when Draco says, Potter, <laughs> Potter. <laughs> <laughs> random roles coming up of just people having to do things to cover things to make sure everyone's safe like who would have thought your job mm. you'd 
like as a physio, you'd be PPE spotting, like watching people put on and off PPE. But it's a really yeah. important role because, like, if you're not wearing it properly, it kind of defeats the purpose. It doesn't really keep you very safe. And then there's totally. also people with the, ch- the check-in at the front of the hospital, making sure that people are checking in when they're in mm. and when we're going out and temperature checking. And, yeah, there's just so many people involved in, I guess, the front line that people don't think of mm. normally. So I think it's a really big shout-out for people that are doing that as well if you're out there and listening. Big props and thank you so much. Well, guys, for your nominations, it definitely doesn't have to just be a nurse or a doctor. It can definitely be anyone who's working in hospitals or and who has been having a hard time. So please make sure that if you're listening and you can think of anyone, I would really love to to send out some some little care packages. So do let us know through the very many different ways you can send me a message and I'll make sure to send those out because that would be such a lovely thing to do. I don't know about you guys, but I get such a rush of motivation and energy to keep learning and upskilling when I hear from our guests each week. If you're feeling the same, I am so thrilled to share that I'm hosting a free small business bootcamp series presented by our partner in Yay, PayPal. Putting some incredible guests, connections and targeted tools at your disposal from the comfort of your own home. There are three webinars in the series so far, optimizing your online strategy for sales, which we've already had, but it is still online for you to go back and catch up. It blew me out of the water. I took so much away from our panelists. So make sure you go and have a watch. Social media strategy for small businesses, the topic we all want to know about. And thirdly, buy now, pay later, exploring the future of payments. Pop September 23rd and October 21st for those remaining two in your calendars. And I've included the link to register in the show notes. One giant silver lining of the past year or so has been getting access to some of the cleverest minds and their wisdom without having to go anywhere. So don't miss the chance to take advantage while you can. Hopefully see you there, neighborhood. Bimp, before we finish up, because people generally come here for the random banter that you and I have. <laughs> have you seen anything else nice in the neighborhood on neighborhood watch or do you have any recommendations for the week because I we am, also all need a little bit of escapism i it's am prepared for this i just oh my like, god she's done her homework i've come like escapism i have full selective hearing with your yay <laughs> not playing with everything i say to you yeah oh bim let's hey yang together <laughs> oh my god i'm so late <laughs> okay i still try though it's like why do i keep trying it's so bad <laughs> no but what you do is you do it and then you go bim bim did you hear that did, did you hear the, <laughs> they put it in the word do you get it i put yay in there did you get it did you get, did you get it, it, like, you want me to say it again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you would. Yeah, it's so obvious. <laughs> yeah, 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 you would. It just rolls off the tongue. Voice, voice, nurse, nurse. It voice, just nurse. rolls off the yeah. tongue, Bim. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, so I said this to uh, I've been following it. I'm just trying to find it on TikTok. Okay, sorry. Her name is Emily Zuge. Like, spout. E- Zuge. Oh, no. 
Okay, wait, I'm getting TikTok open. Emily. Z-U-G. Oh, my God. Okay, so I sent this to Nick in hysterics, being like, you need to watch it. Like, you cannot give me a ha-ha pretending that you've watched it without watching it. I was like, you need to watch this. I even screen recorded me watching it so he didn't have to open the link so that he would watch it, right? Anyway, so she has done this thing where been watched like the fourth video oh no one one two three four five video with like the adobe thing so adobe. she oh uh, yeah okay. does this hold on, thing, but... hold on let me watch it I thought needed help. After going through the comments, a lot of large brands reached out to me for a new logo, so I said yes. I couldn't get to all of them, but I guess I'd be willing to make another video if you guys want to see those. Without further ado, here are some of my redesigns. First, we're starting with NASCAR. I don't like this whole tilt that's going on, (laughs) and these lines are all very inconsistent. I just think overall it's a really bad logo. This is my redesign. I wanted to make it look like the words were flying through the air at a very fast speed. This font overall is just more sophisticated as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so she does these mockery, like, she's like, I'm a passionate graphic designer and I find this. And you think there's going to be this amazing redesign. And it's, like, made on paint. Like, she's just such a mockery. <laughs> but she doesn't so, But the funniest part of this, Ben, if you look into the comments, right, look into the comments. You can't tell if she's serious or not. No, 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 look into the comments. And the big brands that she changed or changed their profiles of the logos that they made for her. Like, look at Amazon. <gasps> Amazon Stop fully it. changed it to Amazon with a box because she designed it that way. <laughs> and, like, all these big brands. And, like, Detroit Lions have lines. Like, they printed it on T-shirts and put it and wore it on the game. Tampax, like, fully changed their profile photo. And there's, like, her head in it of her Oh, my God. Tampax has got her face. That is McDonald's. Oh, champion. Help, we need a new one. Yeah, but if you look at McDonald's on that one that I, with the Adobe profile photo, if you look in the comments, McDonald's, her redesign was like, I don't understand why the M is emphasized, so I emphasize the O. So there's like <laughs> McDonald's. And like, McDonald's been, look, can you see? Oh, you can't see. No, but, but I, can say, I can see the O. It's like McDonald's. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so, like, it, but it's just ongoing. So she did like one, two, like four or five videos of it with a bunch of brands. And like Washington Post changed it, Amazon changed it, but it went like they just went the next level. So Amazon recently sent her a package with the new branding that she made, and it's all <gasps> she spelled Amazon A M A S O N. So Amazon with a, little, with a little box underneath it because she's like, I figured they worked with boxes, so this is a square. <laughs> <laughs> the Jonas Brothers just said, can we? Can you do one for us? Oh Legit. So, like, but they've actually gone the next step. These brands, like, I think it's a really smart marketing move, and changed it, knowing it's this big trend. And if you look at the most recent post, it's the Detroit Lions printing her merch and inviting her, and she had created these lines and called it Detroit Lions. Oh yeah. It was called lines. Anyway, I have just been in hysterics following the whole thing of how it's all evolved and what brands are doing about it. So Amazon sent her a package with Amazon, Amazon, like the new branding. <laughs> on tape, they gave her a gift card with the new logo on it. They gave her a full tablet. Oh my god! And called it like Amazon tablet. Like it just was. <laughs> it's just like it was so. Honestly, like it just. It I just love it when brands do that. They just, just throw out all the rules of like 
being too serious and taking everything too seriously. And like when Nab changed their thing to Jab, I was like, that's so clever. clever. Like so clever. It's so clever. Is she serious though? Like, does she is she is she taking the piss or is she actually she's taking the piss? She's designed the piss. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. Because she looks so serious. It's like that's why it's funny because like she's done other videos as well where it's like all a parody. She's like, let me. I'm a really passionate cooker. Let me show you how to make ice first. (laughs) Fill up three CPS of water, and it's CPS because you know on those measuring cups the letters rub off. And it just had CPS. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, go up to the line that says three CPS. Pour it into a blender. Blend your water. It should be this consistency. Blend your water. Like how to make ice. So I was watching that thing. She's just, she's really good comedy. She's just done really, really well. So highly, highly recommend going through all of her previous posts because it's just really funny. Um, Like if you need a laugh, I've been laughing at this account for for the last like week or two. It's just, and following this. I'm so excited. Can I just quickly add one in also? This one's just related to this one, to her one, but more serious. So a kid in Tennessee, I don't know where I saw this, but a kid in Tennessee got made fun of. So he homemade a University of Tennessee T-shirt, like he drew a little drawing and he got really bullied for it and because it's like, you know, a really DIY home version of the T-shirt. And when they found out that he got bullied about it, they made the T-shirt, their official T-shirt. The whole band wore the shirt. 16,000 shirts were sold and the university gave him a free four-year scholarship. Stop. So, so no. like the lovely version of him redesigning the logo, look. Oh, my gosh. I need to start redesigning things so I can get four-year scholarships. <laughs> So the C's, the A logo is going to be like E, I said E, (laughs) T-H-E. It's really small yay though. Really small. Tiny. Big the. Big the. The C's. (laughs) All in different order. C's, the, yay. (laughs) Yeah, what's your other one? My other one is like a feel-good account that I have. I don't generally follow youtube pages like religiously because i am actually a youtuber myself as my beauty blog as you would know i'm actually currently oh yeah can we just give you a shout out like comment subscribe and just beauty channel (laughs) you know my beauty blog has really taken a hit in this coronavirus time so my followers have gone down 300 percent from three to zero so it's really tough (laughs) actually because <laughs> no, you haven't done a toothpaste video since my wedding. I know, but I feel like a little bit I'm betraying. I feel like a little bit of a if I could say it's not G, but brand haul with my toothbrush branding because I've used two different <laughs> brands now and I feel like one more <gasps> really cause some issues. It'll tip them over. It'll cause some issues in the You're department. not loyal. Jeez. No, I've, I'm speaking to my solicitor today though, just to say what I can see what I can do about the contracts. Anywho. <laughs> Squirmy and Grubs is their name. So okay, write this you know me, I love Squirmy love. But you can also look up Shane Burkhall on Instagram. Shane Burkhall, B-U-R-C-A-W-W for Wally. Oh, cute. Squirmy and Grubs. Yeah. Okay, so they're an interabled couple and I love everything about it. They are... Like, so he's got SMA, which is spinal muscular atrophy 
I think that's what it stands for now. Damn it. But it essentially has atrophy of his muscles and they just continue to like atrophy is kind of like when it breaks down mm-hmm. or he just will continually get weaker pretty much for the rest of his life. So he's in a wheelchair, he's in an electric wheelchair. He has a lot of contractures all around his body. So his knees are, and his hips are very much always bent. But he's, I think there's a misunderstanding that he's, he is disabled, but misunderstanding that he can't do things for himself and be independent and be very much cognitively intact and really smart and really funny and do just things that we do. Anyway, so I just love the fact that two people with such different abilities, like she's fully able, a swimmer, like really clever, really beautiful. He's in a wheelchair and they've just recently got married. And it is like the most beautiful relationship because it's just that the whole thing of like non-discriminatory, unconditional love, just like what you are, what you look like. And like I've loved following them because their videos, like he's hilarious. He is so witty. Like he's, oh, look at their wedding. Like he works and everything. Yeah, and like he works, he writes, he's done, he's helped with a script on a new TV show in the US. Like he's really successful. He's amazing. But their relationship, I think, defies a lot of social norms. Mm. And I was just really refreshing to see just love at its rawest without like, you know, other things involved, without other, I think she had some backlash that she people thought she had ulterior motive to be with him because people couldn't understand why you would be with someone disabled, which I think is really completely unfair and completely, I guess, rude to judge about or even say or think. Like, it's just, yeah, I'm a sucker for love and I love that they have this beautiful relationship, stronger than anyone that I've ever seen, to be honest. like Except you and I, obviously. I'm so supportive. <laughs> but I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, I have so much respect for both of oh you. Oh my gosh, look at them. Yeah, like they're living out their best lives. They are like just killing it. They're hilarious. They do a lot of public speaking, but they're also really, both of them are really intelligent. But yeah, it's just so nice to see. I would highly recommend just following them and seeing what like unconditional. They've got a charity as well, Laughing at My Nightmare. Yeah, so that's Shane's charity. But if you watch some of the videos, they're just so frank about everything. Mm. Like Shane will be like, oh, yeah, little disabled boy. Like so once, once one of their captions was beautiful woman leaves her disabled boyfriend in the street. Like, and you can tell it's Shane captioning that because he's just so, <laughs> yeah. like, frank about it all. And it's just funny. But it gave really nice insight into how we treat and talk about people with disability. Yeah. So as much as it's a really great channel to watch for like laughter I would laugh at every time I watch any of them you learn a lot about how there's a lot of disadvantage or unfair treatment of people with disability in terms of how we can un- like subconsciously I guess say and do things that mm. yeah without second thought that actually have a negative impact on people with disability like for example I and have like prejudgments about, about exactly what they can and can't do can. but like For example, I used to think that the word disabled was, like, I felt uncomfortable saying because it felt, like, somewhat aggressive in a way. Mm. Like, you just, it sounded, like, condescending. Mm. But through them, I learned that disabled, you trying to use other words to try to... Is worse. Cushion the blow of disabled makes it worse because then you're, like, making this disability a negative thing. Yeah, yeah. By trying to find more positive ways to say disabled. Yeah. So they just, you just say disabled. 
like things like accessibility as well like they were saying people on airbnb list their houses and say it's accessible and there's photos of like 16 steps to get in and like how they're going to get in so it's just like a lot of learning but it's a really wholesome happy like i've been watched a lot before bed so yeah they're my two recommendations and don't like you won't regret it trust me oh i'm so excited oh well there goes the rest of my day thanks so much bim and also we have had like multiple we've had multiple requests for you to be a regular in this segment so (laughs) if anyone is listening and would like to second or third that (laughs) i said to her the other day i was like the people have spoken they want you back and she was like and then i showed her the messages so i think you all need to peer pressure and into coming on to this yays of allies segment more regularly just saying i still don't believe you i i full believe that you've created this fake account just to be like and photoshopped it (laughs) and i'm sick of talking to myself (laughs) yeah go and and get high and come back because it makes a great conversation (laughs) (laughs) no you know i always love chatting because it feels like we're just chatting in the car or chatting like we normally do so it's always fun i'm more than happy to also i've just realized it's almost your second anniversary. Third, Bim. Third. I oh, know. It's almost your third anniversary. I know. What? I know. See, last year doesn't count for anybody. Three years. What? What? Three years is like the amount of years that I am old, Bim. I know. You are basically a fetus. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> also, I got a Facebook memories notification this morning. Mm-hmm. But this time last year... This time, two years ago. We were doing no things. Okay, yeah. No, we were on your hen's weekend. <gasps> really? Yeah, remember when that stripper came? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Richard Branson? Yes. I did it for 10 weeks. We literally, we were so, so tight. There was no stripping. It was, like, the most, like, you know, non non G thing we did was watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, and only I, I watched like, it, and everyone saucy? else was like, "Ew, gross!" And I was like, "I love Jamie Dornan." They were so laughing. Much. It became a comedy. Yeah, for you maybe. <laughs> I was like, like, in a parallel universe, that's my other husband. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, everyone's like has these rowdy hens weekends, and we were like, yeah, like on paper it sounded like it could have been rowdy, like booked a place near the beach, like girls yeah. only. And all this stuff, like we made t-shirts. Oh, the t-shirts were so cute. I still wear mine. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why Richard, so Richard organised strippers on, not strippers, but he made his staff dance on the table for me in NECA because he was like, did you really not have strippers? I was like, I can't even explain how tame it was, like like by design. And he was like, no, 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 you can't get married like that. (laughs) Can you imagine me? A minor at a strip party? A um, minor. Can you, can I, like, if I gave you a penis straw and put you in the desert with a bottle of water, you would, you would die of dehydration. You would not drink it. Like, I know this. You'd just freak out. You'd be looking at it like, ew. Have you done the thing that you do as a kid? Yeah. You peek through your fingers. Yeah. Well, that's for another episode, Bim. We can, we can reminisce on that next week. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining, Bim. No worries, Bim. Thanks for having me.